Welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Joey, Imran, and your boy, Mike. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, the link is in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it's free to join. Now let's get into some crypto talk with our guest. Mr. Adam Bergman is back again. Adam, how you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be on your show and address your audience and just chit-chat with you guys. Thank you. Absolutely, man. We, we look at you as the Algorand Maxi, so I can't wait to get into some <laughs> algo today. But first, Joey, how you doing, bro? Yeah, Mike, uh, delighted to be back on as ever. Yeah, and still forwardly enjoying my time in London. IK, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, um, Joey. I'm really excited to have our boy Adam back on the show. Um, he knows everything about Algorand, so... Um, I'm just, you know, hoping that he's going to be able to educate us a bit more, uh, exactly what's going on as well. I mean, the CEO, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure what happened. This is why he's here. You know, Stephen Kokinos, um, stepped down as a CEO of Algrand. So I'm interested to know why. Tell us more, please. Um, so when you're looking at cryptocurrency, especially the newer generation three cryptocurrencies, there's usually two types of entities that own them and they run them in parallel. There's usually a foundation and there's usually an ink. A foundation is called Algorand Foundation in our case, and Algorand Inc. is the actual uh, Inc. Corporation. So the CEO that stepped down is from Algorand Inc., not Algorand Foundation. Algorand Foundation is run by Stacy Warden, and Inc. was run by Stephen Kokonis, and now it's going to be a guy called Sean Ford. And Sean Ford has been working in Algorand for over four years as the CEO, Chief Operating Officer. So that's actually a really good thing. Um, Sean is a master's degree from Harvard University. He's very active in the community and he has a very good reputation. So it's not a bad thing at all. And Steve still will remain on the board of Algorand as far as I understand. And he says that he's going to be joining some projects that are being built on Algorand now. So it's not like he's leaving out. Probably a project that's being built, some, some DeFi project, ask him to come on, uh, which is normal. You see this all the time uh, in the crypto space. So it's not actually a bad thing in my personal opinion. And actually, Algorand is going on an absolute uh, hiring tear. So they hired a guy called Alberto Criberi. He's the he's a vice chairman for institutional clients at Citibank. They hired a guy called Alan, uh, Alan something. Alan uh, uh, appoints John Woods. I'm sorry. I'm confusing all the names. And John Call Woods it. was the... Chief Technology Officer from Cardano, and now he's working for yeah. uh, Algorand. Besides for that, yeah, yeah. And actually, the funniest thing is, Mike, the um, Charles Hoskinson gave a nod. He's like, listen, maybe we're going to be working in the future. I wish him all the best. And there's a little bit of a beef between Cardano and Algorand or Algorand and Cardano, and I don't understand why, because Charles Hoskinson is an absolute boss who supports all of cryptocurrency. But yeah, so we got a couple of really nice hires. If Stacy Warden were to leave, though, I'm going to let you know. It would be very hard for me to spin that in any positive way. As long as she's still there, I'll be super happy. And she's running Algorand Foundation. And if anybody is curious, what's the difference between the foundation and the ink? Not just in Algorand, but in all of these crypto companies. The foundation is uh, in charge of not-for-profit to grow the ecosystem, marketing, and uh, fluff up the project, so to speak. While Algorand Inc., or the ink of any of these crypto projects is uh, the actual development, the actual mind 
of the project, developing the, the technology, so on and so forth. And that's still overseen by Silvio Micali, who's the founder of, of, of Outlook. Why do you think, Adam, why do you think all other hires are coming from the banking sector? Okay, so Algorand openly says, they've said this for a long time, including Silvio Micali, who invented Algorand, before even Stacy came on board. He says that the only way to, you know, the only way to take crypto and make it with traditional finance is to take traditional finance or CFI and build it on cryptocurrency rails. And this is the only way that it's going to work. And the only way to open up the doors of traditional finance is to literally hire people that were high-level executives. Stacy Warden, yeah. Stacy Warden is a C-level executive in uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. She wasn't the top gun, but she was up there. She also worked for the Treasury Department, United States Treasury Department, and the United States NASDAQ she worked. And she's on tons of other boards. Uh, they actually hired another one for, I think, uh, also from Chase, worked with Stacy. I think his position is like global development or something like that. Also came over from Chase. They have the Citibank guy that's now on the board. And they're hiring from crypto companies as well, uh, Mr. Woods. So it's all about who you know, not what you know. And in Algorand, it's also, we got the goods. We're doing great projects. And I believe that this in the future is going to open up a lot of doors um, that these central finance institutions is going to be able to see what Algorand can do. That's why they're hiring them. Why do you, I, you, you said something along the lines of Cardano and Algorand possibly have beef. What? What makes you say that? It's not an official beef and it's not my beef. I love, I love Cardano. Yeah, love yeah, yeah. Cardano. But some people in the community, they all bicker like, oh, we're the next big thing or we're the next big thing. And, I, and you know. I can see them, that. Yeah, and both of them are vying to take over uh, Ethereum spot altogether. Right. So that's kind of what the beef is. But both Charles Hoskinson, this is so stupid, guys. It's so stupid. <laughs> Charles Hoskinson is, is a co-founder of Ethereum, and he comes out with, I think, the first Generation 3 blockchain, where he believes in uh, not only sending from point A to point B, but also building on top, which is what Ethereum, but he also believes in interoperability and scalability, which is what a Generation 3 is. Now, in terms of technology right now, Algorand, compared to Cardano, like Cardano is like a slug. It's like a horse and carriage, but it's still transportation. And Algorand is like a Ferrari. but there's a lot of upgrades that's going to be coming from Cardano. So a lot of, so when Charles Hoskins came out with Cardano, he says, hey, we have to have interoperability with other blockchains. We have to work together with other blockchains. Silvio says the same thing. He literally says, guys, we will not be the best at everything. We will not be the only blockchain. There are going to be many blockchains, not as many as there are now, but he always says like 10 or 20. I forgot the number he uses. That we're going to have interoperability. Cardano is something called academia or peer-to-peer review which means they put out papers before yep. things go on the open market. Algorand folk review that, not just Algorand, but there's some of the people that review it and vice versa. It's so stupid how people got beef and it makes so no it's more sense. So, the, so it's more so the communities probably have beef with each other because all this, you know, the ones that are bullish on Algorand, ones that are bullish on Cardano, you know, obviously they're always going to be like, well, my blockchain is better than your blockchain and yada, 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 my project this, my project that. Joey, what what what's your? I know you you brought up something earlier before we got on here in regards to Algorand that you wanted to discuss. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. Could you refresh my memory? Oh, no, I just think it's you know um, interesting for our viewers 
to to be aware of you know what's going on on the ecosystem as well of uh, Algorand because I think uh, you know it doesn't really get much of a mention. But I, I I've had a look at quite a few of the D apps and uh, you know I, I think some of them are uh, pre- pretty solid. Um, you know Algo Dex up and running work works pretty well. You got uh, Folks Finance. Uh, Adam, I believe you've uh, used and reviewed uh, Folks Finance. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was great. Great uh, DeFi project. So what's the DeFi like on Algorand? I mean, is it strong? Is it, is it kind of slow, slow moving or? So we have uh, a little bit of a design. Uh, I don't want to say flaw, an issue. So DeFi is, is uh, so stupid. Again, so stupid. The way that you review how much DeFi is being used on the blockchain is most people look at something called DeFi Llama. Our numbers on DeFi Llama are bad. Why? Most people that are using DeFi projects are using it for staking and, and they're using DeFi in order to get rewards. Most people on Algorand overwhelmingly are using governance to get their rewards yeah. because your crypto never leaves your wallet. So it's mm-hmm. literally in your wallet. It never goes to a DeFi platform. So if I were to tell you, hey, Mike, you can get 8% returns and it never has to leave your wallet. No DeFi, no smart contracts. You would say, oh, that sounds pretty good, especially 8%. And it's plus or minus. Sometimes it's more, but let's say 8%. Now, if I were to tell you, well, that's pretty good. But Joey is in charge of a venture capitalist fund that has $100 million in Algorand. And now Joey's going to tell his investors, dude, I can get you 8% returns on your Algorand without doing anything. Why would he ever risk going to a DeFi protocol to try to get more? That's That's the problem. Right. So now... So now we had a governance vote to try to change that to give DeFi platforms in Algorand more votes when you're voting for that because the governance is we're literally voting what's happening on the blockchain. This vote didn't pass. People didn't like that. I think people didn't understand, but it was only for six months and it wasn't that you were going to get twice the rewards, just twice the votes on DeFi platforms. So what happens now is a lot of people started using folks finance. A lot of people started using AlgoFi. I believe Humble, Humble has it as well. Uh, they started using them for DeFi. So now our DeFi numbers actually went up significantly. So that's the problem with DeFi. We yeah. are getting a lot of developments. We have great technology. It's pretty much free to use, pretty much instant, and it's going to get faster. And it, it's great. It's just people are need to adapt it. It's the boring blockchain. Algorand right. is boring. Hey, man, go ahead. So, so, um, Look, Adam, um, a few hours ago, um, Algrand announced an upgrade. Okay, can you tell us a bit about this upgrade and what Stacey Warden's um, tweet meant when she said, you know, one hour more? Can you tell us a bit more, you know, what's going on in the background? What's happening? Tell us, please. Sure. So there's two websites, Algorand Inc. and Algorand Foundation, and the websites are both outdated as shit. So So she updated the website for Algorand Foundation. And that's not easy to do, right? That's a lot. That's a large undertaking. It's easier to do if you're a token project, but if you're like the entire blockchain, it's it's hard to change that. So she upgraded it to make it a lot easier. And I did a video to update it. So that was basically her big update. And she said to people, hey, you guys are going to think this is not a big deal, but this is a really big deal. And I agree with her. It is a really big deal uh, because a lot of people, they don't use YouTube. They don't use Twitter. They literally just Google what the heck is Algorand, right? So when the w- website is easy to use and more uh, interactive, this brings more eyeballs to Algorand. So that was the whole update. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Thanks for clarifying that. Okay. Right. Isn't there an upgrade going live soon too also? Is yeah. that the upgrade you're talking about? No. 
so an upgrade the, to actual like project. Correct. Right? Yeah. So the first upgrade that uh, Imran was just talking about is the upgrade to the Algorand Foundation portion. Mm-hmm. The, the upgrade that you're talking about, Mike, is the upgrade from the Algorand Inc., which is the actual layer one technology. So currently we have approximately a thousand transactions per second. And uh, the finality for you to actually see it is four and a half seconds, although it's instantaneous. But for you to actually see it on the blockchain, they're going to lower it to the end of the summer, I believe, like August, actually, next month, if I'm not mistaken, to 6,000 transactions instead of 1,000. And finality is going to go from four and a half to four four seconds. Um, And they're also going to come out with something called state proofs. And state proofs is just another way of proving the blockchain without actually proving the blockchain. And you're proving the transactions through timestamps which means that it's a lot less energy intensive. So you're now going to be able to do uh, dApps on your cell phone, uh, a lot more complex dApps. And they also have an co- uh, upgrade of called uh, contract calls, which allows different smart contracts to communicate with each other without manually having to do the interactions, which is going to allow us to do, again, more complex smart contracts, which increases the DeFi, as you were mentioning. Adam, what, what made you want to go this in depth and learn about Algorand just in a couple sentences like what because the amount of knowledge you have on Algorand obviously we should all have that if we're bullish on a project right but for instance like Joey's bullish on 50 different projects so I doubt Joey knows the same information on like say a Jasmine or you know things like that there's certain projects that Joey likes to be involved with now projects I know Joey is involved with he knows pretty much everything about it but to listen to you and how in depth is Algorand to you, like, do you hold anything else other than Algorand? Oh, sure. And I'm actually more bullish on other projects than Algorand, believe it or not. No um, shot. I don't believe yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more bullish on Bitcoin than I am on Algorand. I okay, but besides time. Bitcoin. Algorand. And Algor- okay, so you have Bitcoin than Algorand. Uh, I have other holdings as well, um, but I'm mostly bullish on Algorand for growth. I'm bullish on Bitcoin that Bitcoin's going to be here. Like if I had to pick one crypto, Bitcoin's always going to be on top. Algorand, I believe, has – how do I put this lightly? Okay, I'm never going to be naive and say or ignorant and say Algorand has the best technology out there for every single aspect of a project. But Algorand has either the best technology or top five technologies of all aspects of crypto. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – so if this was a video game uh, and you picked characters, they would be the highest, most well-rounded out of all the fighters. Um, and, and the founders, right? I believe in the founders. And because of, uh, because of what you guys mentioned before, why are they hiring so many people from traditional finance? And the reason they're hiring traditional finance people is to open up the doors and break into the traditional finance. If they can do that, that's when this project takes off. Now, in terms of me doing research, I'm just a geek, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I just research things. I don't know. I'm weird. Adam, you are a geek because before we came online, you were, te- <laughs> <laughs> you were telling us about um, the, uh, the the market supply and uh, you know what's going to happen by 2030 and price predictions. You know, share that with everyone, please. Sure. First of all, I'm not a financial advisor; purely entertainment and education, and. Guys, what I'm, I'm going to give you a number. But there's so many things that can change. The government can literally outlaw crypto, which I don't think is going to happen. I'm just giving you guys a, a scenario. And this is the base. This is my case of bullish case scenario that 
everything has to go right. Like everything has to go right on the point. And any deviation, which there has been, is going to screw this number up. So Algorand's current circulating supply is just a smidge under 7 billion. Algorand's maximum supply is 10 billion, which means that we're going to have a depreciation of Algorand price up until 2030. So for the next eight years, the price of Algorand is going to be depreciated because there's going to be an influx of, of, of uh, crypto in the ecosystem. That influx of crypto in the ecosystem is, is in the form of rewards, is in the form of bonuses, so on and so forth. Eventually, that's going to stop. By 2030, we have to have a certain amount of transactions in order to reward us for governance or reward us for staking, or else we're not a self-sufficient blockchain and we're going to crumble. There's no, no way. Once the rewards end, right, this is going to happen to Bitcoin as well. Once the mining rewards, once all 21 million Bitcoin, you have to collect enough fees for the miners to want to prove the actual, so the price of Bitcoin has to be a certain amount in order for the miners to actually mine and prove the Bitcoin. That's the whole point of it. Same thing with Algorand. We're going to have to reach a certain amount of transactions in order for us to be able to be self-sufficient. If this happens by 2030, by 2032, I believe that Algorand can surpass Ethereum in the number two spot of blockchains. Now, uh, I'm going to kind of do a little bit of a discounted cash flow model that we use in stocks, very, very basic. And you have to discount the amount of where it is now, kind of. Currently, the price of Ethereum market cap around 213, 215 billion. The current uh, market cap of uh, Algorand is around 2.3 billion or so. So if you divide that, that gives you roughly 92, 93. Let's call it an easy 100. The current price of Algorand is around 34 cents, something like that. So if I think it can overtake Ethereum, then I believe that Algorand has a chance to go 100x from where it is right now. That's my prediction. So right now, I think Algorand can hit around that $25 to $50 mark. That's my range if everything goes good. Listen, they have amazing technology. They're going to open up a lot of doors. They have a crazy uh, deal right now with Nigeria where they're going to put 200 million Nigerian uh, uh, citizens, uh, and they're going to do something called uh, digital intellectual property rights. Um with the backing of the Nigerian government. I don't know if you guys know Nigerian government, no disrespect to them. That's not the easiest government to get along with because it's everything, hey, just for us. This is going to take money out of the rich people and put it back into the people that are actually making. You understand what I mean? It's like the government, unless they don't know what they just backed or they're really like, okay, things need to change. That's yeah. massive. Right. So they have a three-year deal. So things like this keeps me bullish about what's happening in Algorand and why they can grow. It's all about transactions, quantity transactions. Sure. Joey, go ahead. Yeah. And on those transactions as well, you know, something that I don't think I haven't seen anyone really talking about. Then again, I haven't been searching a ton of Algorand videos recently. So I, I could be wrong. Some people might have been talking about it is, is layer two scaling solutions. We're talking a lot about layer two scaling solutions recently with uh, Polygon on Ethereum. We're talking a lot on, on Cardano as well. And it's exactly the same that's coming to Algorand that's already come to uh, Cardano is uh, Milcomeda. I've talked about Milcomeda, this project that everybody should be aware of um, that have essentially um, already got um, Cardano onto testnet to bring Ethereum virtual machines. So uh, Cardano is now uh, Ethereum compatible. The same thing is coming with uh, Algorand potentially next. 
Adam, you've got any thoughts uh, on that? Algorand doesn't need layer two. Algorand no. is layer one. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, lay, it's layer one. However, you've got layer two scaling solution in uh, Milcomeda, which will allow Algorand uh, to have uh, uh, dApps, which are uh, Ethereum virtual machine comp okay. compatible. So yeah, they've, they've done it with Cardano yeah, already. Okay. And the next project that Milcomeda is bringing it on is uh, Algorand. That we had a, um, they actually announced the testnet on Algorand on the 3rd of June, I believe it was. I'm just pulling it up now. Yeah, so 3rd of June. And this is uh, also going to uh, potentially bring uh, ZK rollups to Algorand as well. So we know we're already getting these on Cardano and many yep. of these other blockchains. I just wanted to make sure that the viewers are aware that, you know, if everyone's hearing that all these things are happening on Cardano, these things are happening on other blockchains, these things are coming to Algorand too. So Al Algorand is not being left behind. Al Algorand is is a is a is a major player and is is doing all the same things. We actually invested. I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, real fast. Uh, during the Ethereum event, uh, where was it? Anyways, Algorand announced they're they're investing twenty million dollars into making them EVM compatible in order to bring the developers over from other blockchains. Why, why do y'all think that now Algorand's? Get, I don't. When I got into crypto, I didn't know. I had never heard anything about Algorand ever. Like it, I don't know if it's just because it's not sexy. It's not like it's similar to like Cardano. It's kind of slow moving. It's kind of just putting along. And you know, Joey, why do you laugh? I'm laughing because I was talking about it, Mike, and just because I was talking about it, you weren't interested. But well, uh, to be fair, here, one, one second, one second. You were talking about it because of its price. You were talking about that it, it's so oversold or whatever. I remember you bringing it up, but I'd never heard well, anything that about it. That wasn't the only reason I was, I was I was talking about the ecosystem. That wasn't the only reason I was investing. Well, in you know, my brain only thinks about money. So, you know, <laughs> so I, I only heard what I wanted to hear, essentially. Right. So. Uh, yeah, to be fair, Joey, you did bring it up, but I only remember you discussing pricing. But um, I just look at Algorand similar to Cardano, and it's interesting because, Adam, you just brought it up. I feel like they both just are like snails in a way, but the snails eventually are going to catch up, and that's why I do believe that Ethereum will get passed by something. Now, will it be Algorand? I think the points that you bring up and as far as what Algorand is doing, I think they have potential, but on the flip side, I think Cardano also, also has that same thing. And I think that someday I'd love to chat with you in regards to, to Ada also. Um, but listening, I, for some reason, my brain takes Algorand and Cardano and I just feel like they're almost like the same project, but they're not. For some reason, I continue to put it together that, that way. I don't I have no idea why. Uh, so price prediction, you said by 2032, potentially 25 to 50 bucks. Um, now, Adam, that's 10 years from now. Yeah. That's a long time from now. Yeah. So that's a long-term hold. Now. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, you're good. You're good. Joey, we, what has Nick been calling for, say, TA in the next couple of years? Um, you know, say, say, say that the bull cycle returns we get Bitcoin back up to hundred K where do we see algo going at that point? Yeah. I was literally about to say, I, my personal I read your opinion mind, is bro. that, yeah, I, I think if we get hundred K Bitcoin, I see Algorand around 10 or just under potentially $10. I feel like that's low. Well, it's, it's pretty good from where it is right now. <laughs> well, I understand that, but it's all time high. It's $3, right? 
Yeah, true, but I think it was it's overpriced. Like 350. I think I think it was overpriced at the time. I've talked about this on a few occasions, similar with Cardano, that you know, these are both um superior projects now. And they're, they're, they're 10 times, they're, they're 10x off the top, right? So I think the market was overvalued then. Now they're undervalued, in my opinion. So that, that's the way I look at it. Okay, what's your thoughts? Well, it's down 90% from all-time high, okay? Um, it's a very good time to buy DCAing. Yeah. Um, I do believe you know, even a $5 outground is good for me. Yeah, right. it, it's, it, none of this is financial advice. But This is mate, none of his financial I, I, advice, I, I, but I'll Algorand, be happy with a $5 yeah. Algorand, mate. Algorand is a buy right now, as many of yeah. these great projects are. A lot so, of them are. It's, it's interesting. Um, Algorand is, is not the cool one, Mike. That's 100%. Like, they're not cool. Uh, I'm it's okay. To I invest in non-cool projects like freaking yeah. B-Chain and Cardano, right? <laughs> you know. Uh, if you want to do this as a popular popularity contest, Cardano is way ahead of Algorand. Like that's really that that, that oh, would why? be considered the cool kid. Um, so one of the things is Stacy Water when she came in, she she's only here for the last six months. She's really changing things around, and we're just getting some visibility now. Look, check this out. We literally have a deal as a strategic partnership with FIFA, freaking World Cup soccer. That's the huge, mother, huge mother effing World Cup soccer, bro. Yeah, it's huge. Not just for one time. We're going to be in Qatar in November. Sylvia McCallie is shaking hands with the freaking president of FIFA. It is the largest, exactly. It's the largest, largest sporting institution, sporting event, period. It, I mean, it, it craps on NBA, right? Like, it's huge. Yeah. It's soccer. And then you think maybe they're going to open up to Premier League, right? Or, or other leagues after that. If you think about it, right, there's a connection. So, and they're a strategic partnership where they're going to help them bring the blockchain, I mean, the ticketing and merchandise onto the blockchain. And there's a lot of use cases for that. And I'll give you one huge use case in a moment. But we're not getting as much press. And when it did come out, the whole market started tanking. So now the market is starting to come back. So the question is, imagine the market does start coming back. It is getting bullish by November. And all of a sudden, we have this World Cup soccer where you see Algorand, Algorand, Algorand. Uh, maybe that's going to be a huge bullish case, right? There's like 4 billion people that are watching Algorand and that's going to help us. But if this was any other blockchain, they would get so much clout. It's so under the radar. And that's why I prefer Algorand over other blockchains. So if I was to compare the technology of Algorand and Cardano, Cardano is still like 10x the price of Algorand. So if you were to tell me, What's quicker? Is Algorand going to get to the price of Cardano or is Cardano going to get to the price of the number three cryptocurrency, period? I would tell you that Algorand can get to Cardano's price before Cardano can get to Ethereum's price. Ooh, that would be, that would be a great discussion right there. I, um, yeah, the soccer, the FIFA thing, that's big. I mean, my eyes, you saw my eyes. Like, I mean, it's huge. It's one of the, it's, it, it, if not the most watched sport in the world, it, it Cricket might be close to it, correct? So, am I right? Anybody want to answer? Yeah, me on yeah. That? In in, ter- in terms of, in terms of numbers, just viewers, you know, so, viewers. Yeah, because yeah, you know, solely you know the the population of uh, India kind of uh, props that one up. But yeah, yeah, right. So it's that part huge. That partnership's big. That's big. I, I wonder for for some reason I feel like anyone that came from Ethereum, <laughs> their their projects just get like crapped on. Like nobody like wants to talk about them. And I don't, and maybe that's just how I feel. I'm just a regular old retail guy, right? I don't know in-depth stuff. So thinking about it from a regular old retail guy, 
I only hear about Ethereum the most other than, you know, I don't hear about Algorand. They don't put it on CNBC. Yeah, CNBC does not talk about Algorand. It's because it's early, Mike. It was still, was still super early, and that's what it is. Cardano's early. Algorand is early. Cardano's is on early. CNBC is what I'm trying to say. Polkadot is early. All these are early. When they show, when they show you price, prices of cryptocurrency on CNBC, it's yep. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. Yep. Let's, let's say that shit. Yeah, it's, XRP, it's one of the early ones. Yeah, XRP early ones. and Cardano. Yeah, That's Car what's on there. Now, so today, early. today they added five more to their list. Tezos, okay, was on there. And yep. then I think there was a possibility that Algorand did make it on there, but with the likes of Solana also. So I, there's hidden agendas everywhere, obviously, right? But the, the fact that Litecoin is on there is uh, absolute jokes. Well, it's jokes. I mean, I mean, to like, be fair. you got to remember Litecoin, Litecoin, uh, I believe was number one at one stage. So it's not surprising. It's still, it's still, it's, you know, big. So the problem is this, these people that are running these agencies, the CNBC, that's why Bitcoin's always going to be number one. Nobody knows anything besides for Bitcoin. Bitcoin's always going to be there. But then you have these uh, YouTubers that go on there, these experts on Fox and CNBC that are talking about crypto, and they don't have the slightest idea of DeFi. Most of these people talking on them, they don't know anything about DeFi. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Well, that's what that's so that's why I like that, that CZ has been going on there more often now. So they're not bringing on these YouTubers anymore. I, I have CNBC on most of the day. Now, granted, I could be missing sometimes, but the last two times in the morning when most people are watching, they, the CZ has been on there. Nice. You, don't see F, you don't see FTX on there, though. Like Sam Bankman-Free comes on every now and then, but CZ has been on there quite a bit. You know um, why, right? No, tell me. Because he's a major investor in Forbes. He True. owns Forbes. Why does he own Forbes? Maybe he put his foot down and said, don't bring the FTX owner on anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but he has major investments into major companies. And the reason he did that is because he's, he's pretty smart, right? Like, how are you going to mess with somebody that owns Forbes? Yeah. Control he, wait, he owns Forbes or he's invested in Forbes? He's a major stakeholder. Like, there's me. I, hold on one second. He's a major stakeholder, not like a partial. Like, he's a major. Hold on. I'll tell you. Yes. Well, so they... They, they, it was a strategic investment in Forbes of $200 uh, million. Uh, it was back in February. That was made from Binance. This February? Like February 2022? Yeah, this year, yeah. 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 But yeah, okay. Binance uh, invested $200 million in Forbes, yeah. Oh, no he shit. owns, Forbes estimates CZ's ownership stake in Binance. Oh, he only owns that. Uh, <laughs> CZ told Forbes he may be on... Never mind. I don't see how much he owns of that. But he oh he made he made a major purchase, right? He owns a significant amount, at least like twenty percent. So instead of so instead of him putting money into Super Bowl ads, he's actually done things a little bit differently. Yeah, by the media, which is <laughs> which is which is why he's still continuing to make a shit ton of money and why other exchanges are struggling. Yeah. So the yeah. reason the reason why you just said about uh, how we're still early, I just want to piggyback on what Joe was saying. We're still early. The thing is. Polkadot, Cardano, Solana, AVAX to an extent, all of them have had bull runs. Every single one of them has had a bull run. Algorand has still yet to have a bull run. When I agree. Algorand's, I just looked at their chart. Yeah. When Algorand's market cap hits 10 to 15 billion, I would call it a bull run. Like if it goes up. Yeah. Until when you look then, at their chart, there's nothing that's been explosive about Algorand's price. Zero. It just, and, it just looks all correct. And, and the craziest thing is, 
Solana, no maximum supply. Ethereum, no maximum supply. That's pretty shitty. Polkadot, no maximum supply. But Polkadot's a different project. But there's no maximum supply. Algorand, maximum supply. You understand this is, it, it boggles my mind. I cannot, for and the life of me, understand. Can I, can I just add to that, Adam, as well? It, it's key when you say it's a maximum supply and decentralized because difference to XRP, maximum supply. However, that maximum supply can be changed in the future due to its centralized nature. Algorands cannot, in the code, decentralize. So when Algorand is max supply, Algorand is max supply. It's a... Uh, well, Imran, just... what's your... Imran, what are you thinking? You're, you're awfully quiet right now on this Algorand thing. Are, are you going to get involved with Algorand or, or are you just kind of sitting, after, sitting back? No, no. After listening to Adam, um, I am going to invest for sure. I'm going to be buying. Um, I will be requesting some TA. Um, what, what percentage of your portfolio would you put in Algorand? Do you feel like, hold on, let me ask this question. Do you feel like it's a safe play, a risky play, or like a medium risk play? To be honest with you, if I'm fit, I have to be honest here, right? Um, I'd expect you to be honest. I'm I'm on the sidelines at the moment. I I have my popcorn out and I'm eating it and I'm watching and I'm listening and uh, I'll make my decision very, very soon. And uh, I'll let you all know when I buy. You're never going to let me live down this popcorn comment, are you? God (laughs) bless America. I'm so sorry that I said that earlier, but you really, it looked earlier, you had your thinking cap on and I was like, man, this dude is processing some shit right yeah, now. No, no, I'm, I'm listening. I mean, Adam's a very intelligent guy. He knows about our grand. So this is a, 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 you know, a lesson for me, right? I agree. Okay, by, by an expert who knows what he's talking about. So I'm just, I'm just sitting back and absorbing all the information. Now I'll go down and do my own research. Yeah. And if it's something that, you know, tickles my fancy, I will buy. <laughs> Maybe you'll pop some more popcorn, right? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to just mention... Two more things when it comes to Algorand. Uh, so Algorand literally puts out a report, an entire freaking report, 51 or 53 pages. And I'm stupid enough to read through this report. <laughs> the only one that reads this. this, is a, this is a, on a side note, it's so funny. YouTubers will pull out a thing and they'll read an article like, oh, they put out a report, CBDCs, da, 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 da. I literally did like two freaking videos going over it, breaking things down. Like it's, it's crazy. Uh, Anyways, so they literally put out a report explaining how governments can do a CBDC hybrid, which allows you to have a privatized CBDC built on a public network like Algorand, public rails, so that all auditing can be completely transparent, but you completely control the supply, where it goes to, the central banks, so on and so forth. But the public can see everything. It's all on the public ledger. It's a crazy, crazy system if you think about it, the accounting purposes. And about a week ago, the Bank of Italy, the National Bank of Italy, and Silvio Michali's from Italy, put out a paper, and they were talking about how to integrate, essentially, um, instant money uh, uh, settlement and, and, and transactions, and they gave two options. The second option was literally Algorand. This is the Bank of Italy. Like, that's who's thinking about this. Eventually, eventually, we're so under the radar, this news is going to come out of freaking left field, and the price of Algorand is going to shoot the F up. Shoot the F up. That's what I think is going to happen. It's such pent-up demand that nobody knows who they are until they do, and all of a sudden, it's going to be literally everywhere, and people are going to be 
where the hell was Algorand this whole entire time? And I know because a lot of YouTubers started covering Algorand, maybe just some for clicks, but when I started doing it, there was only a little community of Algorand YouTubers. Now everybody's talking about it. Well, Nick, Nick, and, Nick and Chris were early into Algorand. They still hold Algorand. So I don't know if they were covering it early on. Um, I do know that they got in, correct me if I'm wrong, Joey and I, K, but I think they got in around 2020. So I don't wow, remember what I, I don't so. know. Yeah, it was 2020. Yeah. So if I go back right now, if I'm looking at the charts, we're 2020. Shit, that was a long time ago. That was, sorry, everybody. 2020. Yeah, you're talking down like nine cent Algorand. Possibly lower. So they're still up. Is it held? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that—that's them. They got into Cardano at five cent. They got into Matic at you know half a cent. So, so uh, yeah. I, unfortunately, I was not able to get into these crazy prices because my uh, my knowledge of things was 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 different. But it's yeah. okay. Um, Don't worry, you'll have a chance. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think we're still. <laughs> I think we're still early with crypto and I understand when people say they don't want to invest in Bitcoin like because they only have like $100 or $500. But thankfully, I have some money behind my investments. So I still own several Bitcoins and, you know, and my 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 Algorand is, you know, uh, a lot. It's not like five. Figure so, Algorand. all right. So say, 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 and this is for Joey. This is for Imran. This is for Adam. Th a question for the three of you. Say I'm a or I'm a I'm a retail investor. I just found the crypto space. I'm watching this podcast, right? And I see three guys, four guys, retail investors, right? All I've got is $200. Where do I put my $200? And just to put this out there, this is not financial advice. This is a hypothetical situation. Say, Joey, you had $200. What would you do with it? Imran, if you had $200, what would you do with it? And Adam, same question for you so that everybody knows this is for educational purposes only. Joe, go. If I had, if I, is the question, would I the buy question Bit, is if you, Bitcoin yeah. or Algorand? If you had $200, you're brand new to crypto, right? And you see this list of 20,350 cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Where would you put your 200 bucks? I'll put it on 100x let now. I'm only joking. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't do that. No, absolutely 100x not. leverage. No, if, I, if, 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 I, if I was starting off, I, I, I would uh, do my research and find out um, essentially which uh, layer one blockchains that, you know, haven't, haven't popped the most, that I was the most uh, bullish on. And I'd probably look at maybe going into sort of maybe four, four or five. So I'd go 20 or 25% into uh, four, four or five of those, and uh, yeah, Algorand would be one, and uh, Cardano, uh, Polkadot, um, potentially, um, and then there's, there's other ones you could choose. You could choose Solana. Um, you could also choose. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head now. I'm just, I'm just going a bit blank. But yeah, the, um, the, the, and then maybe I would use another one of those sort of twenty percent on something that was, you know, just just different, like one of the gaming projects or a project that resonated with you that you thought was going to do well in the space. But that that's what I would do if I had two hundred dollars. Memorand. Um, I'd buy five coins. Um, twenty percent in each one. I'd buy Cardano, Polygon's Matic, Zilliqa. V chain and Algorand after hearing Adam. Adam? Um, yeah, I would I would split it up evenly into these projects. Uh, I would do Bitcoin, I would do Cardano, I would do Polkadot, I would do Algorand. Uh, I hate to admit it, I would probably put some into Ethereum. Um, if I would uh, to be 
to be honest. Isn't isn't it suck? It's so painful to say that. Yeah, but like it's painful for me to say I'm going to buy Ethereum if it goes below a thousand bucks. But with with, with that, like for me, again, it's all about it's all about values. It's just my personal opinion. So that's why I didn't mention Bitcoin Ethereum. Now, the same question you gave me, Mike, was if I had two million dollars what would I do? Then it would be totally different. If I had $2 million, yeah. I would buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. For me- Why though? I'm, what does it matter? Say say to, to their everyday retailer. Play. Yeah, but say to the everyday retailer, you know, this is a guy that bags groceries down the street. You don't, 200 bucks is what he's been saving for the last six months and he just found crypto. Why, why, why would he not put his money into Bitcoin? Because it's a high risk, sp- high, re- high reward return. Bitcoin's here, right? a risk? Well, yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all a risk, right? They're all a risk. But if you've got two hundred dollars, I want a high return, right? So I'm, I will play, you know, f- yeah. for the higher risk projects. Where's that? The more money I've got, the the less the less risk I'm I'm going to be willing to take is 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 my is my opinion. So I'm happy for I'm changes. happy I'm happy for diminished gains for lower risk. The the higher my net worth is. So if I'm a multimillionaire, I am not going all in on some moonshot. Uh, Dgen coin, whereas two hundred dollars, I might go. I'll sod it. Mm. That, that, that's why, because losing two hundred dollars isn't going to be the end of the world, or shouldn't be. I hope shouldn't be the end of the world for anyone. Obviously, losing and anyone losing any money, like you said, two hundred dollars could be all that someone's got. So yeah, you won't want to see them lose it. And that's it's why all it's all relative to the- projects. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely relative. But at the same time, it's. I, I try to think that this is why institutions and, and hedge funds invest differently to, uh, you know, a DGEN kid with 200 bucks, because it, 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 the, the bigger the money, the lower the risk has to become. Adam, Definitely. what's your take? I think you disagree. Um, look, I, I believe in to, to, to so if I have it's a good debate. Yeah, if I have $200, I, I get that. I get the moonshot. And, and part of my portfolio is also moonshots. The problem is when you invest, overinvest in moonshots. I got absolutely obliterated with safe moon, obliterated with that. And I never considered it a moonshot, you know. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, if you have 200 and you can make 200 to 220, you reinvest the 220. 220 is now easier to make money than the 200. Now 200, uh, 220 becomes 260, so on and so forth. I'm not investing to become rich. I'm not. I'm investing to be comfortable. There's a big difference, personally. But once I do get my money back after this market, I am going to invest totally different because I just want to do defensive plays as opposed to uh, risky plays. Yeah. So it's interesting. Everybody has a different take on how they would invest their money, though. Yeah, I, think it's, it, I think it makes for a... Uh, uh, a separate podcast, Joey. Another I think you podcast. should write that down. <laughs> that's what I we love. You should write that down. I'm yeah, serious. Investment, write it down inv- an idea. Yeah, everyone has different investment strategy, and and that's what I find so interesting. No one's new two people. You know why do the same that thing. is though? I th- I feel like everybody values their money differently though. I think that I think that's what it boils down to is, no matter if I have a million bucks, I still value my million bucks different than how Imran and, like if he and I have the same net worth, or both putting a million dollars into it, we still value that million dollars differently. So I, I think it would make for a, an incredible podcast, to be honest. It's not sexy like we're talking about VeChain or we're talking about Gala or we're talking about Algorand. It's, it's still my concern with retail investors is, Joey, you said, well, they should do the research. What if they have no idea what the hell to research? So, yeah, they type in crypto, right? The first person they find is freaking BitBoy. And BitBoy is like, oh, you, you know, Estal to the moon. Okay, well, that's the first thing. They put $200 in Estal and tomorrow Estal drops 22%. Boom. Now he's pissed off. He leaves crypto. Well, that's not research, is it, though? (laughs) But I'm just saying in general, like that, it's just this topic could go on forever. And I love debating it because I was that guy. 
right? Like I was that guy that got in, had no idea. And then I put my money into freaking Shiba Inu, <laughs> which is still to this day, the only coin I've made money on, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, but Joey, I, I still think it's a good project, <laughs> but that's well, another story. It's another story. We're not getting into that right now. Let's, let's wrap things up. Uh, I think Imran's got a rock and roll. Adam, thank you so much for coming on again, bro. It is always great to chat Algorand with you. Hopefully, every time updates come out, we're going to bring you back on to chat about it. I know Joey is heavily in, um, into the Algorand research and, and keeping up on it. IK is always on Twitter looking at stuff, too. So um, our community is still bullish on Algorand. This is going to be good to hear from you that, you know, I'm still going to get involved with Algorand. I'm just not sure how big of a portion of my portfolio I want it to be quite yet. You're turning my brain on with this FIFA thing, though. It's like soccer stuff is it's I, I get it. So um, anyways, final thoughts, boys. Joey, final thoughts before we wrap up. Uh, I'm currently holding uh, 2% of my holdings is Algorand. Uh, I probably want to get it up to 6%, maybe as high as 8%. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what I'll be doing. That's just what I'm doing with uh, Algorand. And uh, for anyone who's trading out there over the weekend, stay safe. And remember, no stop loss, no trade. Imran, final thoughts, yeah, brother. Um, get your crypto off the exchanges. Same <laughs> line. <laughs> same line it's, always especially if it's algorand you've got good, two good wallets you've got para wallet and you've also got my algo wallet so you don't need to keep your algorand on the exchange use DeFi wallets that's my advice nice adam bergman leave us with some uh, final thoughts my brother yeah man first of all thank you for letting me be on the show like most people don't let me talk and they stop watching my videos when i start talking but to anybody that's coming into this space just, just be careful, man, who you're listening to. There's way too many YouTubers, way too many Twitter people. If somebody's going to tell you something, ask them to back it up. Like, and if they can't back it up with something, then it don't make sense. That's all. Like, be very careful what you invest in. Let yeah. somebody talk about it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've watched several YouTubes this week that are just, I, I, I would hate to the moon! Yeah, to the <laughs> Scared the shit out of me just now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, to the moon, moon boys, uh, I don't know. No, just the, this, the concept of nobody's backing up their stuff with data, right? They're just reading off of a thing where if we talk about numbers, say Joey and Imran and I, we talk about numbers. Well, they can go over to the YouTube, Cheeky Crypto YouTube, and look at the numbers that Nick yeah. has been talking about. Look at Glassnode. Look at the data that's been presented to you. Um, so it's not like we're moon boys or any of that. But anyways, Adam, always a pleasure having you on, brother. Appreciate Have fun, it. Joel. Have fun tonight. Yeah, yeah I will do. Yeah, Joey, Imran, hope you guys had a great night. But to the viewers, thanks so much for listening in, liking, and subscribing, and we'll catch you on the next one. And links in the description for the Adam Bergman Show. Make sure you subscribe to that, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out.